Hello, fellow worshipers, and welcome to the Worshippers Heart Podcast. I am excited and delighted that you are sharing in this moment with us. I'm also excited and delighted that we are here to honor God and to worship and to learn more about who God is to and for us and to bring us in a place with a sincere heart that we're able to worship God in spirit and in truth. So we're going to open up with this little word of wisdom. And it says to us, in your wisdom, O God, you have called us. You call us to be fully alive with your life abundantly. Let us be ready to listen and respond with our heart, our soul, spirit, and mind. You call us to always watch and to be watchful for your word of wisdom. Sometimes startling and unexpected, sometimes still and quiet, but always dwelling among us. So come now, all who are thirsty, and drink the water of life. Come now, all who are hungry, and be filled with good things. Come now, all who seek, and be warned by the fire of love. And we watch and wait for God, as we watch and wait and listen for the word of God, as we watch and wait with expectation of the greatness of God, as we watch and wait of the goodness of God, as we watch and wait of the miracles that will happen, that God will bless us over and beyond. So we thank God. We worship him. We lift him up. We praise him for he is righteous. He is sovereign. He is our master. He is almighty. He is our king. And through him, we are victorious. So may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. As we open up this podcast, I pray that someone will be blessed. I pray that someone's heart will be transformed. I pray that there will be healing. I pray that lives will be refreshed and renewed. I pray, God, that you will shower people with the blessings of un, of expectation that they can't even imagine of your goodness and grace, that only you will get the glory out of their lives. So, God, we thank you and we honor you. For you continue and you always do things well because you are our shepherd and you care for us because we are your flock. We thank you and we love you. Amen. Okay, worshipers, let's go. We're going to talk about the zeal of God. Zeal, great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or an objective. The zeal of God. The zeal of God is the divine arm and divine urgency of the infinite God. It is the compassionate commitment of God to his people. The zeal of God motivates and should make us concerned about the things of God. Just as God is sensitive or zealous for those who are homeless in poverty or saddened by life situations, we as his children and believers should feel the same for those people. The zeal of God will consume us, maintain devotion, loyalty, and executive rights only to 
God. The zeal of God should give us peace and insight, which allows us to know what he has promised will be fulfilled. Exodus 25 says to us, Ye shall not bow down to him or worship him, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Executive rights only to God, devotion, loyalty only to God, knowing that his promises will be fulfilled. What does the zeal of God do for us? We're going to talk about it in four or five areas. So let's go. The zeal of God should provoke us to spread the truth. The zeal of God should provoke us to spread the truth. When we think about or reflect on the moment when we first received Christ, it was a moment many of us recall faithfully. We were excited to know that God loved us and cared for us. And the zeal of God at that moment made us feel we could overcome and change the world. The shared word, the truth of God with everyone we came in contact with was what we shared out of our mouths in our excitement, in our energy, in our enthusiasm, in the pursuit of a cause to bring someone else to Christ. We were past being zealous we were dedicated to making disciples of all men and women of all nations just as matthew 28 19 20 tells us therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The zeal of God should provoke us to spread the truth. Just as we were excited when we became newly converted believers, we have to maintain that same energy, that same excitement, that same love, that same passion to spread the word and the truth of God. Secondly, the zeal of God will give justice and peace. When everything comes to an end, it will be God who will complete and have final judgment over all men. It will be his justice and peace that will bring freedom to all men. He will establish his kingdom and his people ruling over all authority. Isaiah 9, 7 tells us of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end he will reign on david's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever the zeal of the lord almighty will establish and accomplish this the zeal of god will give justice and peace thirdly the zeal of god is for his people the zeal of God will bring shame to those who do not acknowledge him. The zeal of God, as I've said before, desires and tells us, and we should long to be loyal, dedicated, and committed to God only. 
when we establish and maintain ourselves as true believers and worship in spirit and truth, even our enemies aren't able to touch us. And he will bring comfort and confidence to us in the presence of our enemy. Just as it tells us in Psalms 23, 5, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. The zeal of God is compassionate and passionate. God yearns for us, so we should learn to yearn for him. We should long for our father to be pleased with our work and with the things we put our hands to. We shouldn't be pleased with just secondary standards. We have to. We should be. We should be learning to be people of excellence who do and complete excellent work. That aligns with God. Excellent work. And God said it was good. Excellent work. God said it was very good. Excellent work. Colossians 3.23 tells us, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. We have to learn to commit everything we do unto God, to please him. Just as he yearns for us, we have to learn to yearn for him. The zeal of God will consume us. The zeal of God will consume us with a burning fire. It's a discipline also. Just as God and earthly father disciplines us, our heavenly father does the same when we're out of place. Look at John 2. We're just going to actually break it down a little bit. We're going to look at verses 1 through 17. I'm not going to read it in its entirety. I encourage you to go back and do that. But I'm going to give you a little snippet of what it says when it was almost time for the jewish passover jesus went up to jerusalem in the temple courts he found people selling cattle sheep and doves and others sitting at tables exchanging money so he made a whip out of cords and drove all out of the temple courts both sheep and cattle he scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables to those who sold doves, he said, get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume you. Discipline happens. The zeal of God will consume us when we're out of place. What is our response to the zeal of God? We should invite and demand and have executive loyalty to God only. The zeal of God makes us better. The zeal of God gives us peace. The zeal of God is encouragement to endure. And it should make us and give us intense desire for him alone. So the zeal of God, it's great energy and enthusiasm in the pursuit of a cause of an objective. Just as God pursues us, we should be pursuing him. 
Just as God pursues us, we should learn to be pursuing others for God to make disciples. Just as God is compassionate and passionate towards us, we have to learn to have that same passion and compassion for others. And we also have to learn that the zeal of God will consume us when we're out of order. So we can't just do what we want to do whenever we want to do it, whenever we think we're good and bad enough to do it. Discipline happens just as our earthly father disciplines. Our heavenly father does the same when we're out of place. So fellow worshipers, I pray that this podcast continues to bless you. I pray that this episode will be a blessing unto your life. And remember, at the end of the day, all you need is a worshiper's heart. This is the day that the Lord has made. Lord, help us to rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, God, that you remind us of the privileges we enjoy as your people. To come to you in these moments, to confess our sins, to receive forgiveness and to give it, to pray, to sing, to speak, to dance, and to listen, and to renew our fainting spirits and to rest in all your promises. So, Lord, open our eyes to see you, open our hearts to hear your word. And we thank you, God, for your gift of the Holy Spirit that helps us to celebrate our faith. And we pray, God, that everyone everywhere may be filled with your spirit and that we may clearly reflect the glory of Christ in all that we say and do. And we pray that everyone everywhere will know who you are. And will be drawn closer to you to bring you glory, honor, and praise. So we magnify the Lord and we gather all the time to praise you. We give thanks to you with our whole heart. We tell of all your wondrous deed. We are glad. We will sing. We will shout. We will lift up holy hands and have pure hearts, declaring you as our king of glory declaring you as our sovereign one, declaring you as Jehovah, declaring you as the one who continues to bring us, God, through every trial and tribulation, declaring you as the one who stands with us, declaring you as the one who is always with us in the form of the Holy Spirit, thanking your son for dying on the cross for our sins, thanking you, God, for watching over us, keeping us safe from danger seen and unseen, thanking you for being almighty, Thanking you for being holy, for being our Redeemer and our Lord and our Savior, Mm -hmm. for being our resurrected King. We honor you and we love you and we praise you always Mm -hmm. and forevermore. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. One more thing, I'd like to take this time to thank my sponsors, Abigail Adoye, Athena Shack, Dr. and Mrs. John and Martha Johnson, Jacqueline Harris, Chantel Hess-Taylor, 
and the Worshipper Heart team member, Tiana Davis. Thank you all so much for everything that you have done to invest into this ministry, into this podcast. We cannot do it without you. So if you are interested in being a valuable part of this podcast, support today. Look at us on Facebook at Worshippers Heart. Send us an email at worshippersheart67 at aol.com. And we can give you more information about how you can be a sponsor for this podcast and for this ministry. At the end of the day, all you need is a worshipper's heart.